welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the ninth chapter. Matthew writes, Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without paying. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. <laughs> Thank you. We're a little out of sync this morning. A uh, number of reasons for that, not the least of which Joyce convalesces uh, following surgery and Mohan, thank you uh, for being here on very short notice uh, to provide the uh, musical accompaniment and leadership uh, on this uh, uh, rather dark day following yesterday, extremely hot and the wind and uh, challenges from left and from right as we again find ourselves responding to now the presence of the COVID virus in our community. And so we attempt to be responsive uh, and yet faithful as we go forward as the church together. And so I thank you who are here present this morning. Uh, you cannot see by means of the, uh, of the uh, broadcast, but spaced out and, and distanced from one another, yet uh, together that we might do as we have been called to do, that is worship as the church. The church, more on that in a minute. Uh, the gospel lesson that you've heard today, the ninth chapter of Matthew's gospel, turns the clock back, backs up from the reading that you heard last Sunday uh, on Holy Trinity Sunday. Uh, 
there, Matthew's dramatic final scene, we found uh, the risen Jesus uh, before his disciples and giving them the commission in the words that we know so well, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But that occasion, last week's lesson, the occasion of Jesus' final time with the disciples, was not the first time he had sent the twelve forth with a mission. That was then, and today's reading as well, before that, before that, and substantially before that. We're now some three years uh, before the ascension. And so it is today's lesson takes the reader back to the very beginning, if you will, of the disciples' own ministry to include a naming of the disciples and a time of learning and discovery just beginning for them. In his opening chapters, Matthew prepared the way for today's lesson by, of course, presenting the early life and ministry of Jesus And then today, Matthew advances the story significantly, naming the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, as Jesus empowered and then sent them, sent the 12 to, not yet the world, but to and for a very specific people and purpose. Matthew explains it this way. These 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, or enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The gospel was to be planted within the people of Israel, as John would later write, salvation is from the Jews. And as we also know, Jesus would soon himself come to marvel at faith that he found beyond Israel among the likes of Roman soldiers and Jesus himself expanded his coming kingdom to include Samaritans alike and Roman soldiers as when Jesus told the parable of the good Samaritan and we are given to consider his encounter with the woman at the well all can be God's children but that was for Jesus At this point in the gospel, the disciples were sent to Israel alone. For now, Jesus seems to have been giving the twelve, always bear in mind, please, that those twelve would become the church, a foundational identity. In the sending of the twelve, the church's foundational identity was being established. That identity would be and forever remain mission-driven, mission-oriented. It was an identity that could and would forevermore shape the church and transform people of all stripe and kind by faith, not law. The message of the gospel and the mission of his church would be for people Jesus saw flailing about in life, for meaning and purpose, first inside Israel, but with time, with time beyond Israel. Matthew described those people like sheep without a shepherd. Notice the transition then from the old to the new covenant in that process. In the first reading, you heard that 
Moses said of God, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandments, you shall be my treasured possession. Among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Notice there the if-then. If you will, then you shall be. A transactional relationship. The law is like that. The law is transactional. We each have an obligation. But through Jesus, we see suggestions that God actually wanted more than the if-then relationship of the law. As we listen to and learn from Jesus, we discover that through Jesus, God wanted to redeem, as Paul would put it, to all things to himself. Israel was God's treasured possession, to be sure. But now, through faith in the one sent by the Father, all people could become God's people, God's children. No longer by an if-then relationship of the law, but rather a relationship of trust and love. Love born of sacrifice. God's own sacrifice of his son. Paul explained it further in the second lesson as he wrote, For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person. One, what do you dare to even die? But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life, he would write. A right relationship with God was no longer transactional as it had been under the law if you do this then I will do that obey the law and you will be righteous became believe in the one sent to save believe in the one sent to save no longer reserved for Israel alone but now the message the proclamation the mission if you will of the church to the world the whole world, and all in it. Kapanta, all things. In God's kingdom, as Jesus saw it, a right relationship with God would be wrought by faith alone. This is the essence of Paul's writing to the Romans. Paul explained it not only to the Romans, but to the Galatians in very similar fashion. To the Galatians, he wrote, now before faith came, We were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith should be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus, and you belong to Christ. Then you are Abraham's offspring, 
heirs according to the promise. Paul, in his writing, advances that all of us, all of you, we can be children of Abraham. The law, which had kept God's people, was fulfilled and accomplished through the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. This was the message Jesus proclaimed with power. It was what he empowered the disciples to announce in his name. First, within Israel, then to the world. It became the church's prime mission, a mission of greater importance than anything else, that of proclaiming Jesus Christ and him crucified. He becomes your righteousness. And so it is we find ourselves these hot summer days of 2020, We find ourselves these hot summer days at a point where strife and division and open hatred has become a technique, the technique perhaps of choice, for owning and asserting power in our world, in our country, in the cities across this land. There are many reasons for sowing the seeds of hatred and division, while at the same time you'll notice often proclaiming one's own righteousness in so doing. One reason is that everything can then be made uh, transactional again. If then. If you want to be righteous and good, then you must agree with me, or at the very least yield to me and my claim to righteousness. To disagree leaves no other explanation than that you are unrighteous. You are the enemy of the righteous. It's an old mantra. It goes at least as back as far as the Pharisees of old who knew the law and judged by the law. And because Jesus of Nazareth was judged outside the law, unrighteous, the righteous could therefore silence him by killing him. But you see, God's judgment was that righteousness was no longer to be by the law, if then, but by faith alone. The law had served its purpose Now was time for the gospel. The law entombed Jesus' body. Pentecost set the body of Christ free through his church. Jesus lived in the world. The initial keepers and custodians of that gospel was, of course, to be 12. And the 12 became many. And the many became the church. And you, my friend, and I are heirs of that gospel. You are the church, baptized into Christ. Therefore, I suggest to you, these June soon-to-be-July days of 2020, be very cautious when today or tomorrow 
or any time you are challenged by this group or that to be with us or against at the risk of being called, therefore, unrighteous. Ask yourself, who is my righteousness? Letting any person, any group, become your path to righteousness leaves Christ of little use. Remember, it was while we were yet enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son. Jesus Christ is the path to righteousness. He is the good shepherd. He is Lord of his church. He is God. He is why the church goes, makes disciples of all nations, Romans and Samaritans alike, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.